This is a great quote from Dr. Tim Williams, past president of the American College of Cardiology. I recommend a plant-based diet because I know it's going to lower their blood pressure, improve their insulin sensitivity, and decrease their cholesterol. This is where we are in the Bronx uh, at Montefiore Health System. The Bronx is arguably the least healthful inner city in the U.S. Nobody wants this title. Um, and uh, it is, there are 62 counties in New York State, and the Bronx is number 62, last place in regard to health, and it's not even close to 61. Um, so this is where we're based. So it's, it's, it's a challenge and it's a privilege to be able to, you know, help people who or help groups that need help, frankly. Um, and one question that I got, and I talked about recently at the American College of Cardiology is how in our system, we many years ago got our system to offer plant-based meals for inpatients um, that you could order in our electronic medical record system. And uh, now it's different, you know, now that there's wonderful that there's a law in place, at least has to be offered. It's in California, New York. I don't know that if it's been done anywhere else. Um, and of course, the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine, PCRM, had played an integral role in getting those laws passed. And so what they asked me, how do we move, move this mountain? Well, there's physician interest in many of you in this audience. There's righteous indignation. And we're doing so poorly with dietary health in the U.S. There's endless sources of righteous indignation and being a friendly pit bull with a plan. And this is that study by Bundy that we talked about where 0.7% of the U.S. has a healthy dietary pattern, an ideal dietary pattern. All right, lots of room for righteous indignation there. So we wrote an article called Creation of Inpatient Plant-Based Program, published in the International, Disease, International Journal of Disease Reversal and Prevention. And we really meant it as kind of a how-to, like, you know, to, to adapt to your system. And we had a six-step plan and the first step is to get an interdisciplinary team. You need a physician lead to drive it. You need to involve your director of food services. That person knows about billing, about intricacies of how your particular system makes food. Different systems make it and store it differently. You need the director of nutrition who can be sure you're, you're following uh, governmental mandates for various nutritional needs, et cetera. And some hospital systems outsource to big food companies, and you would need your liaison to that company if you wish to go down this path. Step two is you would develop recipes with nutrition. And I, to be frank, I just sat there with nutrition and we went back and forth and we made recipes. Now we have a week's menu of breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Uh, you want to have a multidisciplinary meeting to refine the recipes to be sure they're ethnically and culturally relevant, to be sure. They're appropriate in terms of a cost perspective. That's a big deal, obviously, for health systems. And then you want to have some tastings to optimize the flavor and presentation. And that's we did that. We're like, okay, this is good. This is bad. We'll keep on changing it. Um, and it's come out, I think, pretty good. And while all this is going on, you want to work with your electronic medical record team, I think, for two things. One is to get a name for it. And some of them, we, we, our system is, has a character limit. So we call ours cardiac plant-based. Um, and you want to be sure that the order 
is in a very easy place to find. Like initially ours was like three sub, you go on die and it's like three subfolders down. It's like hard. But um, now it's on the very first line. So you want it, you just want to remove the friction. Step three, patient education. Of course, we should all be doing this every day. Some degree of discussion with patients regarding the importance of a healthier diet for their care. We have a handout that we can give patients. Um, and we were very fortunate. We have the documentary film, Forks Over Knives, that plays on continuous loop on one of the inpatient channels with Spanish subtitles um, that, you know, they can watch whatever they want, but they could also, I could also walk in the patient's room and put this on. It's a wonderful way to help outsource the education because when you're, as you all well know, when you're fielding phone calls and rounding on 25 patients and you have residents and fellows, you can't spend 40 minutes speaking with each patient about diet and lifestyle. There just is not enough time in the day. Um, and this is the same slide. Every little bit counts. I don't expect that we're gonna fully change someone's life and diet with a two day hospital stay, but we want to plant a seed. Every little bit counts. We want them to know that their doctors think it's important. Step four, staff education. You wanna have staff lectures and small group educational sessions on the diet. Um, support from nurse managers on each floor is helpful. Outside speakers, like for example, when you're gonna kick off your program, you can have someone who could give a grand rounds or something on diet and lifestyle and also promote the program that you're doing, help get the word out leverage your internal communication systems, your emails, newsletters. This one, I have an asterisk required practical video. I have not been able to get Montefiore to do this. Um, and I'd love if they did. In medical systems, it's like herding cats. You know, residents come and go, doctors, nurses, team members all come and go. And, but they have to credential and they have to re-credential. And there are lots of videos that we have to watch as part of that process. And I'd love to create even just a six minute video that's required at credentialing and recredentialing. So you know everybody sees it. And it's three minutes about why eating plant-based diet is healthy and three minutes about how you order it. This is where you click, this is what it looks like, this is what you get. Um, and you want it to be short and simple because no one likes watching these videos. But at any rate, I have not been able to get Montego to do that, but other systems are putting such things in place. And tastings for staff are helpful. You want to, uh, we, we pilot, when we started the program, I rolled it out hospital-wide. I don't think that's a great idea. Our system is huge uh, and it gets a little unwieldy. I think uh, piloting it on a single floor is great. So you can plan to study act and make it better. Like the first day we had cow's milk come up with it. So, you know, there's just a learning curve with it. Um, and then you want to evaluate it objective and subjectively. Uh, one thing subjectively that we found is that a plant-based diet looks a lot different than some of our patients are used to eating. And that would turn people off. And so what we did is we asked the PA or nurse or resident is ordering food to go into the patient's room early on in their stay, like you know, as they're getting checked in or just after. We're going to be giving you healthy food to help protect your heart. That's it. And then at least they're, they know the food's important and they're primed for something healthy. Um, so, and I wouldn't use the term, we never use the term vegan. Um, you know, that's not just necessarily health related. You can be vegan and very unhealthy, as you know. And that term is, you know, has ethical and other things with it, which are very, can be very lovely. 
but it also turns some people on. So I'd recommend not using that term. We've had people be very frustrated when someone inadvertently used that term. Um, at any rate, uh, just having them say that little comment has been very helpful for us in terms of getting people to be happy to eat or willing to eat the diet. So uh, you want to, and, and another idea is keep things simple. There's lots of opportunities to keep it simple. And one of them is leveraging your EMR. One thing that we do is I've quote mandated it that our cardiology fellows, and we have a pretty big cardiology fellowship program. I think it's like 11 fellows, general fellows a year. That's one of the biggest in the US. Um, and we, uh, I, I mandate it. So they have to, in their consult notes, does the patient consume at least five servings of fruits and vegetables daily? Yes, no, deferred, and have to answer it. And we put this right above the assessment and plan. So it's good real estate and people be more likely to see it. And we do this, why? So the patient knows it's important. The fellow knows it's important. Anyone reading the note knows that cardiology cares about it. And, you know, then our trainees leave, they go all over the world. And hopefully this will take these themes with them. And one other one that I just started doing is for the, the physicians in the audience, you know, we often use the term GD Emmons and Mary, GDMT, that's sort of guideline directed medical therapy for heart failure, GDMT, use it all the time. Um, and I started to do GDN, Emmons and Nancy T, GDNT. Why? That stands for a guideline directed nutrition therapy. And I write it out so no one thinks I'm making a typo. And because what it does, and I'll say guideline direct GDNT, you know, please order a cardiac plant based diet. Because what it does is it gives it the diet, the imperture, the, the significance, the weight of guideline, guideline backing, which it has, just like guideline directed medical therapy for heart failure. There are American College of Cardiology guidelines about health, diet, and nutrition, and it's eating lots of vegetables and fruits. So there's guidelines behind it. So why don't we throw the weight of that evidence behind it in our note to, you know, make it, give it, give it that inventory. Anyway, so I've been doing, I just started doing that and playing with that. So there are three key ingredients, six-step plan, keep it simple. Um, oh yeah, we just this past year made something called the Cardio Nutrition Podcast. It's through the American College of Cardiology. It's about um, 15 short bite-sized lectures, 10 to 20 minutes on different dietary topics. We talk about the guidelines with Dr. Kim Williams. It's really a great one. He also touches on COVID and, and diet. Um, we talk about different dietary patterns, uh, Mediterranean, uh, keto, plant-based, et cetera. And um, it can be found anywhere where you get podcasts. So I think that's it. Yep. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm.